0: to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hello. Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Um... He's over there giggling and peeling his orange oh, It's, like, it's it, almost it, like
1: It's always funny just how we, how we started because No, I just, I'm an awkward I think I'm an all awkward tend to person. start it very officially Except Goble, who I was to record Doing his funny noises before we oh, yeah. actually record
0: <laughs> Well, Father John always got upset with me With the way that I would rando oh, Open it openings, yeah. And he wanted it to be uh, just very clean and
1: Well, for years it was, standard, right? Years, standard. I'm not even talking to the microphone right now For years he would, uh, he would do it, right? Welcome to the podcast
0: well, not while we were That's together. That's how we began. <laughs> or while well, we were podcasting together. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful. Today's Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's been... A g- it's been <laughs> saying things like wa- when we were together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Back when we were together. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. It ain't like that. So, uh, how's your Valentine's Day been? Work. Do you have any... Work, yeah.
1: dinner with you. Yeah. Recording podcast.
0: Yep. Sounds familiar. That's about the same for me. Now, we had all the kids at the school. They were all dressed up in like ah. uh, red and white and pink. Nice. And it was just very Valentine's-y. The, and the blood
1: coming out of St. Valentine's neck. Yeah, colors. this
0: guy yeah. is a martyr. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> the story, though.
1: I don't either. He's, I know he's a martyr. That's it. All right. Somebody tell us the he's story He's been trumped sometime. by Sir Methodius, even in the West,
0: so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so today is Cyril and Methodius. Yeah. And I read, you'll have to tell me this. So I read in my office of readings this morning, Okay, um, Constantine, near the end of his life, renamed himself, well, entered a monastery and renamed himself Cyril. Cyril. Yeah. Uh, I think after this particular saint, the missionary in, it Would well, it be?
1: No. Con, so so Cyril, the Cyril, the Cyril Methodius, Constantine was his birth name. He changed it to Cyril when he became a monk. So the Cyril, oh, Cyril Methodius, is that guy. Cyril, he, I thought w- we're he talking was named the, Constantine, the Constantine, Constantine like, the Emperor. like the Emperor Constantine. So
0: oh, that he was much more I don't know even if he was sense.
1: named after, but he was. But yeah, you know, his religious name was Cyril. His name in the world was Constantine.
0: Yeah. I think what confused me was the, the title on the office reading was from the... And then it, w- it was like, "quote" or italicized, "the life of Constantine." Ah, uh, right. So it's like, well, I'm going to assume that's the emperor. Yeah, right. But it's not. And you'd be, I mean, and I think they're they're centuries separated, aren't they?
1: Yes. So yeah, Constantine the Great was fourth, third, fourth century. Cyril of Cyril Methodius was ninth century, early to mid ninth century.
0: Yeah, yeah. these guys were studs. Oh, they yeah. invented a an alphabet and. In order exactly. to re- write down the language, learn the language, and translate a Bible into barbarian Slavic, <laughs> Slavic, and to Slavic barbarian. There's lots of different barbarians. How <laughs> dare you? That's true. I'm sorry. There are Germanic barbarians, and there are <laughs> Irish bar- barbarians, Scandinavian barbarians.
1: This was the uh, this was the uh, Slavic barbarian, which Slav just means slave. Oh, and really? They were, so they were named after after being slaves. But then the uh, and then so he he made it he 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 knew he spoke Greek so if you look at Cyrillic the language named after Saint Cyril who wrote it which is now still they, what they call the alphabet used in Russia Ukraine Slovakia etc. Um, yeah, the, so they called it Cyril, but it's it's used by all the Slavic peoples, yeah, you know, the
0: the, the yeah. Sla- Slavic peoples. But what it, they did go to a certain region, didn't they, as missionaries? Yes, I and, mean it wasn't like these. S- Slavic people is just a reference to any slaves anywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Slavic people are obviously a reference to a certain a region, which is now Ukraine, Slovakia, you know. Okay. Um, Romania, Poland. Romania is a Latin language, though, so it's a little bit different, but a uh, right. Latin-based yeah. language. Um,
0: okay. So any of these people who spoke this language.
1: Yeah. So they went to them. They didn't have a written language. Um, they certainly had a spoken language, of course. And so they, they went there intending especially to to um, translate the scriptures, to allow them to have their written scriptures in a language they would understand. Oh, I love
0: it. So, yeah. Cool. Well, and pray for us. Great missionaries. Exactly. B-
1: brothers and missionaries. Brothers and missionaries. Methodius became a bishop. We don't know if Cyril did, so we just call him a monk, but we knew, we knew he was a monk at least. Oh, okay. Hence the name change, name change, you know. Right. There are, there are many Eastern Christians today who will actually change their name at Chrismation if they if they come into the church, if they convert later on. They'll change their name then. I think it's just kind of a cool thing to do. Or, like, like Chris System Frank, Basil Balky, you know, they change their name yeah. when they get ordained. Wait,
0: are you going to change your name?
1: Uh, I, I would have changed it into Michael if it wasn't Michael, but I'm already ordained. Well, you can't so. change.
0: That's not a change.
1: Right. Well, I, no, I, I did. I changed did you it. you
0: officially <laughs> change? It's like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like imagining this paperwork with yeah. the state. I want to change my name, Michael, to Michael, please.
1: Yeah. My, my mom named me after the curator of our local museum. So oh, really? I, I just, no, I totally made that up. I don't know why I said <laughs> that, but it, but it was like <laughs> I was I, I, I changed it from no. My mom named me after Saint Michael, so I really could have changed it into anything.
0: I think so. my parents just liked the name Michael, but I sure like the patron. And I really you, know, taken you, know, you know
1: what I almost said earlier. I almost said she named you after like the milkmaner. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, come on, sorry, mom. Valentine's I was like, Day, well, dude. Like, yeah. Curator of the local museums It makes it sound very <laughs> highfalutin. Well, I, th- I th-
0: just thought that was like a New Mexico reference. <laughs> there's a lot of art galleries, aren't there?
1: There are. Well, Santa Fe, yeah. Santa Fe. There's as many art galleries in Santa Fe as there are drug corners in Albuquerque.
0: Okay. That's so, it's not a lot of local curators <laughs> yeah, in the Albuquerque. I don't know how to
1: say that in a in a gangster way, but yeah. No, no, there are. I, I think Georgia O'Keeffe was painting down there. Yeah, no? Santa Fe. Yeah, the, it's all, all the, the beautiful the colors, desert landscapes. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Particular. There's like reds and oranges, and the blue yeah. of the sky is different.
1: The uh, Ascendia Mountains, right outside of Albuquerque, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. My high school was Sandia High School. It just means watermelon, because isn't. The, the mountains look like the, it, they glow in the sunset. You get the sunset on one side, oh, you the get the colors, then you get the red on the mountains on the other side. So you're like surrounded by these beautiful reds. But yeah, it just means means the uh, the reservation, Sandy Reservation, Sandia High School, Sandia Mountains, all named after the mountains that, that look like watermelon because of the red.
0: Yeah. Wasn't that the high school in Bill and Ted, the Excellent Adventure? I don't know.
1: Was that Sandia San High
0: School? San maybe. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I saw that a long time ago and I don't remember. I like that movie. Greg Peterson likes that movie. Shout out, Father Greg <laughs> Peterson,
1: I think. If you're ever in charge of a leisure, what do we call it when we're on Villa? One, one, so the Companions, when we go on Villa, there's just this kind of week-long hanging out with each other with nothing much else to do. But somebody's in charge of, it's not leisure, it's called...
0: Entertainment capital?
1: Anyways, somebody, somebody's in charge of that, and they get to bring movies. or go, uh, uh, Peterson, one year, brought just a bunch of Nerf guns. Oh, it that was glorious. cool, though. Nerf guns and rubber band guns. Yeah, that was a glorious. He loves
0: Dude Perfect. If any of you family people oh. out there want to know uh, <laughs> what to watch on YouTube mm. to get excited about contests and competition, Dude Perfect. Oh, is that the guys that like... Because it's, like, clean evangelical guys doing... Is it they do, like, the trick
1: shots, basketball trick, trick shots, shots, things like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Frisbee and trick shots. And they set shots. up all these different contests. Yeah. But... And we always wonder how, how many takes it took. Oh, I'm sure a lot to you know,
0: hundreds. Yeah, probably. Oh, these things take a long time. Um, I was watching Joe Rogan Mm. talking to Alex Honnold. Do you know him? He's he's the guy who uh, free soloed El Cap. Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a film about it. it, Yeah, and it's just I think it's called Solo, right? Yeah, the film. Yeah, it's just like real popular. No, it's not Solo.
1: Because that's the name of the Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. What, what is the, it's something Han. solo, the Solo, <laughs> Han Solo, something like that.
0: Uh yeah, it's something, something like that. solo. Anyway, but I was wondering about that. I'm just like, I think that guy has something wrong with his his head, like he, chemically. <laughs> his survival instinct. He doesn't does have fear yeah. or something. Yeah. It just can't be right. Don't try that at home. All <laughs> oh, those crazy videos of
1: the the Russian teenagers that climbed to the tops of these massive radio towers
0: of oh, the towers! and then yeah. like
1: swing the selfie sticks all around them. And it's like, they're standing on top of it and just holding on by their feet. And I'm like, yeah, there's some, something wrong. I mean, th- th- their survival instinct, they've somehow either like they were born that way or they've learned how to absolutely turn it off. Because I mean, you should not be able to do that.
0: No. And I don't. I feel uncomfortable at this point watching that stuff. Oh, I do too. It's almost like material cooperation. I don't <laughs> want to be promoting this stuff and getting yeah. other dumb kids yeah. to go and risk their lives doing yeah. this stuff.
1: I just can't watch it. Like, I, it makes almost. I don't know. It doesn't make me sick, but it, I, I get. I get. You know, you're Afraid of heights, whatever the Greek word is for it. I when when I see that, like, I just can't even watch it. it my body like says, "No, you don't do that." Yeah. Like, don't even look. At Vertigo. That. Yeah, right? That's probably exactly what it is. Yeah, vertigo. You get dizzy. I get vertigo just confused. watching the video, even on my phone,
0: like this tiny little phone, and uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It makes me sick. I can't do it. I, I like that stuff. I like challenge, adventure. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of an idiot and have been. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's stressful. And I want to talk about something that's not stressful. Okay. Unless you don't get it. Which is sleep oh we had like we had like a two hour long
1: conversation over dinner about what your topic was, and are you are you basing this on my one comment about hobbies? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's do
0: it well i gave I gave Father Olo like a very convoluted, huge sort of disparately connected kind of conspiracy theory um, about. World history and my own heritage and um, (laughs) modern psychology meets modern um, uh, sociology and economics and everything was connected. And it just was too too much.
1: We were sitting at a communal table at Teller's. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought, wonder if the other people around me? Poor
0: Olo, like, he's like, you're ruining my f- friendships with <laughs> all these well, people yeah, around yeah. me.
1: And I'm getting all un- non-politically correct, so I'm guessing we're not doing that for understandable no. reasons.
0: We're going <laughs> to talk about sleep. All right, let's do it. Because it's Valentine's Day, and sleep is something I have learned to love. And there are many saints that have talked about sleep. I don't think I could quote
1: them all right now, but oh, Teresa, well, Teresa Littleflower, St. Thomas Aquinas, right? Oh, boy. They all talk about naps and sleep and things like that. Well, hey, we can get into it. Let's see what you're doing. Yeah, if you can, Where are we going if with you can this? give me some of that,
0: <laughs> I just want to explore images of rest mm. in Christian heritage, and of course, I'm a biblicist, so I immediately think of Bible stories, mm. right? And I won't just kind of list them like we did with the Bible birds. Okay, um, that was that was fun, and that's worthwhile, but... I don't think I've ever listened to that one yet. I kind of want to focus on... Well, it was just Goble and I riffing on okay. birds.
1: <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. But actually, you know what I thought of? Because like you said, you're a scholar, so you thought of the scriptures. I'm being a pastor. I thought of like, what what does it come to the Christian life? The most tension-filled sleep situation is like when the moms in the parish talk about how long do you let your kid sleep in the bed with you?
0: Oh. That's like my my pastor's well,
1: mind is like, why would a kid want to sleep in bed with their parents and... What does that have to do with the Christian life? How long do you let them stay there? You know, is it a is it a form of natural birth control at some point?
0: <laughs> well,
1: whatever whatever the Christian response well, is to yeah. sleep, but anyway, I'm, I'm well, do you to have any you this.
0: wisdom? I mean, pastors are full of wisdom about these things. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely outside of my scope. Can you of answer that
0: one? No, we need we need Leah back here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, okay. No, I want to talk about sleep in the abstract. <laughs> All right. So. Let's see. One thing that plagues humanity yeah. ever since the fall is that um, God had said, by the sweat of your brow, you will live your life or save your soul. Or whatever. I kind of... Fear forget- and
1: trembling? Work out your salvation of fear and trembling,
0: St. Paul says? Well, that, that's true, too. Yeah, so this is kind of part of our lot, that we are pushed and pushed mm-hmm. by life, especially at a certain point. Like, kids are just having fun, yeah. and I don't think they really feel the pressure of having to produce something, you mm-hmm. know, be successful, be responsible, right. you know, occupy their time. And they're really good at, like, wasting time. Yeah. And they're really good at sleeping. Yeah. No? That's probably physiological, like they are growing, so they have to sleep right? right but the rest of us it's like as an adult i wonder like if they could make a drug that allowed me never to sleep but to stay physically healthy yeah would i take it yeah i would yeah
1: I mean, I, you're, I wouldn't you're kind want of
0: a, to. You're kind of a night owl.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I, I I like the the idea of sleep. I like the idea of rest. I like the idea. I mean, I enjoy it, of course. I, mean, I look forward to it. I love naps. But I think if if you could tell me, you could. I, I I honestly, my first impression would be I'd be a better pastor. I'd serve my people better if I could stay awake longer.
0: Yeah, but so I, I know that's not true. Time.
1: It's unnatural. It's not true. But that's my first impression. Is to say, the more time that I'm spent awake the more time I'm actually doing something for the kingdom of God. And that's wrong. It's false, but it's my first
0: impression. Yeah. I think, um, no, that's kind of like the problem. It's just life is overwhelming. There's too much stuff to do. Yeah. And I can never empty my email inbox ever. I mean, I don't think I've emptied this thing since I, I don't know, maybe it's, it's gotta be like 15 years and i'm always sitting on at least 25 emails that i haven't responded to. Father John empties his email box twice a day. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, he just clears it. He lives with yeah. that kind of like discipline but yeah. but also simplicity. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know. Oh, i'd love that but i don't do that <laughs> like i
1: opened a brand new so our eparchy just started a new email system and we every priest on our eparchy every clergy person in our eparchy um, got a new email address at so it's it's our it's like fr then then your last name at then ephx so eparchyphoenix.org right and so we i got that probably 4 months ago and i for the first 2 days got it down to 0
0: for nice. two days after getting Attaboy. the email address,
1: had it down to zero. And then now I look and I have 37 today. Oh, yeah. And I've, I have not been down to zero since then. No,
0: you're swamped, dude. Yeah. You're on the train. Oh, yeah. And you I mean, are that, that, that that's,
1: 37 is nothing compared to my other email addresses.
0: Do you know the myth of Sisyphus? This guy has to roll the rock up the hill. Yes,
1: right. Just exactly. to watch it
0: roll back down. Yeah. And then he's got to go back Do down the hill and roll it up. I think he tried to steal oh. fire from the gods, or he did successfully steal fire from the gods.
1: That's going to be my to email man. address next time I get an email <laughs> to Sisyphus at And now he's just
0: <laughs> work, working in vain. Uh, so, I like that. The psalmist knows about this problem of the futility of life and the, mm. uh, the difficulties. Um, the psalmist says this in Psalm 127. says, um, hold on, I'm going to try to re- read the whole thing. Unless the Lord builds the house, mm. its builders labor in vain unless the Lord protects the city, its watchmen stand guard in vain. Vain is your earlier rising, and vain is your uh is your later rest, tolling toiling for the bread you eat. For he hold on now I gotta switch over to the, the Grail Psalter. Okay. For he pours out gifts on his beloved while they slumber. Mm. Huh? Nice. So good reference. You just working in vain. Yeah. You're working in vain. And here, this is, this is a beautiful thing. For me, this is a very beautiful thing. I'm an insomniac or had, have been of late. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with anxiety and worry and stress and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, even just the thought of, he pours out gifts on his beloved mm-hmm. while they slumber. That's grace from God. Um, you're growing in grace you're being sanctified. I always think of sanctify. I'm kind of a Pelagian this way. I think of sanctification as like, okay, when I get up, I'm going to say my prayers right. right. I'm going to uh, convert my life. I'm yep. going to do, 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 do. Yep. And this is like, um, no, God loves you, and he's taking care of you while you're sleeping. Yep. It's like when you're sleeping as a kid, you grow. Mm-hmm. And this has something to do with like your soul grows without trying so hard. Like, chill out, Mike. Right. You know? Um, So this is part of, like, a response to Father Olo, because he said (laughs) that the only unproductive hobby he has is sleep. Yeah. And I said, no, no, that's not the case. (sighs) He pours out grace on his beloved while they slumber. Yeah. Um, So it's not, yeah, it's not unproductive. So that's, that's kind of a starting point. Psalm 127. Another beautiful psalm is Psalm 131. You know that one? Not by heart. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm going to pull it up here. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty are my eyes. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Uh, what does he say? Uvnifla odmi od in Hebrew. Uh, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a child who rests in its mother's arms, so my soul... Is quiet in your arms. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord for this, from this time forth and forevermore. So the image of that psalmist is the child in its mother's arms. Yeah. And it's kind of a surprise image of goddess as uh, motherly, yeah. right? But it's, it's beautiful. And Jesus uses something similar, like a hen who wants mm-hmm. to gather his chicks around We're and about Jerusalem, give man. them peace, give them yeah. rest, you know? Yeah, when he's talking about Jerusalem. Um and then you could interpret this as some of the fathers do as the church, you know. Um, with trust mm. in the church and hope in the Lord, a person finds rest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The classic uh phrase, there's no rest for the wicked. Right. You know? But um when you put our hope in, in the Lord, then uh we can we can rest even even sort of mixed, sort of still conflicted with our own sin, still struggling to sort of perfect yeah. ourselves. So
1: there's another Psalm, maybe you're going to get to this, but there's another Psalm, and I forget which one it is, but that talks about um, meditating on God's commands while I fall asleep. Mm. Or like, I'll meditate upon your commands through the night. Now, part of that can refer to like matins, like, so we, which is prayed in the middle of the night. It's like, you're actually, oh, I'm meditating on your commands while I pray, but I'm not asleep. But this, this, there's this question about this because a lot of sin happens while we're falling asleep. Mm. A lot of, and I've talked about this before, a lust, you know, because our, our bodies, our minds, our bodies are weaker, so so are our spirits, but a lot of like self-hatred mm-hmm. happens while we're falling asleep. You know, we, we're, we're kind of going throughout the day and just yelling at ourselves for doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. But I, I, so I wonder if there's something about like, if, if we are truly graced while we sleep, using all these images you're using in the scriptures shoes. if we're truly gr- graced while we're asleep, can we make that more or less effective by what we do before we fall asleep? Like, mm-hmm. is there something I could, like? I love falling asleep, praying the Jesus prayer. I love falling asleep, writing my homily for the next day. I love falling asleep, just thinking over, mulling over the literature that I read that day, or yeah. or just explicitly praying for people. Or like um one of the one of my favorite things. I actually preached on this before I did it, and then I I was like, well, practice what I preach. I thought if I if I could go to bed, like actively forgiving the people that hurt me that day. Mm. Like, you know, we can go through and just get mad at people, and that's a sin, or we can say, I want to get in the habit of forgiving. And to be able to forgive the big things, I have to start small, like anything, so I'm going to start just, but that I think, let me look for opportunities to forgive people. And as I'm falling asleep, I'm just kind of going through my day and going, this person didn't mean to, or they did something very small, or whatever. I'm just going to forgive them. Just get in the habit of forgiving. Like, but do those? I'm sure they do, of course. But like, what is if we really believe that sleep is a gift from God? It's he rested himself on the seventh day, and it's we need to do it, of course. And it it would be unnatural to try to find a way of of not sleeping. Just like how many how many medications, hormone medications, are now for women that try to like take away their monthly period altogether. Like that's just unnatural. There's something to me that like I understand it because it can be so painful, um, but like but it just seems unnatural. It's like the same thing. Like if we found a way of taking away sleep. It's like are are, are we I think we're affecting something that is oh, kind of Well I
0: think you can say the same maybe about um if we found a chemical way to produce food without yeah, having oh, exactly. to have like organic yeah. things. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. Part of us no. would be like, Oh, that'd be
1: great. But other uh, like like no, you're no, you're removing it's... a essential part of our God given life.
0: Yeah. The human experience. Yeah. But and, so like in in this case, it's like I don't know why God sort of programmed us to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. There are some strange people who do three hours or four yeah. hours, strange parents who yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> manage without a lot Didn't of sleep. But, um, I, yeah, it's part of the human experience. Yeah. And I think part of the wisdom of the scriptures is recognizing that it's okay. It's okay to stop. Even the wisdom of Israel in even having a Sabbath once every seven days has something to do with the fact that stopping and not being a slave to life and its demands is really healthy for people. absolutely. So at the end of the day, like you're saying, I love to pray the rosary when I'm falling asleep. That helps me a lot. And it's just like a really good way to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And then our night prayer is meant to help us to reflect on death in a way that helps us to let go of the concerns of life. So all the attachment that we have to our work and our busyness and our worries and Mm -hmm. all of those things, we pray a psalm that relates to death and um, the Canticle of Simeon Yep. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace, yeah. um, which is like I can die now. Yeah. I can die in peace, yep. and we use um, little refrains that come from Jesus on the cross. Uh, Into your hands I commend mm-hmm. my spirit. Okay, right. So there's the something Lord of a Lord little...
1: grant me a restful night and a peaceful
0: death. Yeah, right. The end exactly. Of the fall, beginning and the end of fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's something of a a little death. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're letting go and you're trusting God, trusting God about tomorrow, you're trusting God with the day's worries, you're letting go of everything. Yeah. You know? Okay. Another Jesus quote okay. is, hold on. I don't want to get, I don't want to get them wrong because I'm <laughs> self-conscious, <laughs> Right. you know? Okay. So he says, come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, there's a promise of rest that's really beautiful. That's worth just like meditating on anyway. Yeah. And then... Jesus identifies himself as meek and lowly in heart, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of that Psalm 131. That is, haughty are my eyes. That's like the ambitious, ambitious person. Right. I have these huge expectations for my life and for people around me. These are echoing now. Yeah, that's why I got. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he's lowly in heart, where mm-hmm. the, the psalmist says, I have... Uh, I've not gone after things too great for me. Um, my heart is not proud. Uh, my eyes are not haughty, and my heart is not proud. I am meek and lowly in heart. Um, it's a beautiful image, and it helps us to trust Jesus. Yeah, you know, um, he doesn't push us. He doesn't have to push us. He's not so ambitious that he's going to uh, push us too too hard in the Christian life.
1: I have never meditated upon that before. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'd had to put a lot more th- thought into that. Like, what is it? Is is he tying in? Is he tying in the yoke, which is still effort, but it's like Sabbath rest? I mean, like, th- I think that's the difference for me between sleep and then Sabbath rest. In my mind, Sabbath rest means, first of all, resting and letting God do the work. That's like, so our Sabbath is the day that God worked. It's the day he rose. Mm. So, like, God does the work so we can rest. We rest in his resurrection. But there's also something about Sabbath rest meaning, in my understanding, it means that I, it doesn't mean I'm not laboring. It's just I'm laboring in a way that is restful. there's there's no anxiety. and and i I feel like my labors are fruitful in a in a deeper eternal way rather than I'm just I'm working to make money and the money is spent and is gone. So my labor is kind of I work and then I spend it work and spend it, whereas Sabbath rest is more, I'm working for eternal rewards or for eternal benefits, whatever that might be. Um, but like sleep is like refreshing. Whereas Sabbath rest, for instance, I, I think I've used this example before, but uh, last year at the Anaheim and Congress, I was there alone. So if Goebbel couldn't come, you were in Rome, John was in Rome. So I'm there alone. And so I just literally walked around interviewing people for probably, I think I did 12 interviews oh, yeah. in one day. We
0: heard some of those interviews. Yeah. No?
1: And, and I have a, I have like more than still a bunch of those left to, yeah. to publish at some point. But And the, actually the next one's coming up. But um, the... Uh, I, I I finished that day like 12 hours of interviews, almost nonstop, and I was so like alive. And I, I was not exhausted. I just thought that was a labor that was a Sabbath rest type labor. That was a, a yoke that was easy and light because it was still work. I was still going nonstop all day, but normally after a 12-hour day of doubting myself and doing things I don't like to do, like sitting in the office, like I'd be exhausted. But not I that was like, Bring it on. Let's do it again. Yeah. And I'm so I'm, I think, I, to me, that's Sabbath rest, like life-giving work. But I've never meditated upon the fact that Christ says, my yoke is easy. Like, I consider that yoke easy because I am meek and humble of heart. Yeah. Like, where does his humility and meekness make my burden light? Yeah.
0: He's carrying you with his easy yoke, you know? It's like, the, well, the image is two oxes. Um, yeah yoke together, you know, yeah. like pulling together, doing the work together. Yeah. and oh, okay. And somehow our uniting our own efforts and work and life to his um, lightens our load, you know, even though his, his yoke is very light, you know. We're so taking if, on his. I think we're shaking off ours yeah. and
1: taking on his. So if we have, in other words, we want our companion in the yoke to be meek and humble of heart because that makes the labor easier rather than having our companion. If there's two, two in each yoke, rather if our companion in the yoke is arrogant or, you know, competitive, it's going to make our time in that yoke a lot harder. It's
0: exhausting, yeah.
1: Yeah, I never thought they're of it that way.
0: They're gonna push That's you, beautiful. they're snorting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're with that, that, that applies
1: to Christ, but it also can apply to the way that we work together. Yeah. So like as a pastor, I can make the volunteers in my parish, I can make their lives easier, even though they're laboring and they're volunteering, by being the companion in the yoke and being meek and humble of heart can actually make their burden lighter. Same burden, but the companion in the yoke actually makes it Easier for them. Yeah, I got to think about this. One. I like
0: That's it. Yeah. yeah, the Good Shepherd. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. One. One point that I don't know how to make without a visual. So okay. everybody out there, you have to write on a piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> Go get your piece of paper. <laughs> Do you yeah, have this it?
1: Is audio only.
0: Do you have it? I don't. Do you have it? No, no, no. I, I have, have it. Piece of paper. I have it for
1: us. <laughs> you tell you have
0: it. Okay. I'm You're just asking them, the, the audience. Listeners. Okay. All right. I gave you enough time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pause it if you need to. Okay. So, write the letters Y-H-W-H. I like capital letters. Okay. They said, somebody told me that's a sign of, like, neurosis. You <laughs> write in all capitals. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the Tetragrammaton, transliterated, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's the name of God as revealed to Moses. He just wrote it in Hebrew for me to see. (laughs) We don't. (laughs) Well, just to to prove to you, since you know Hebrew alphabet, that the consonants are basically the same thing. Okay. So, Y-H-W-H. How do you say that? I say Yahweh. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble with the Jews. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You're not supposed to say that. Unpronounceable name of You're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to pronounce it. There's no vowels. So, Jehovah's Witnesses will say Uh, it's Jehovah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most biblical scholars say Yahweh okay. because that's the way to use the verbal root to say, I am. Okay. And God kind of explains, after he reveals this name, he explains, I am who I am, right? Okay. So, but the the fact is that since the fall of the temple, we don't know how to pronounce this. Right. And no one claims to, right? Um, we were asked... By Pope Benedict, not to use Yahweh. I remember that in yep. uh, public worship and liturgy, yeah. because Jews are sensitive about right. it, and uh, they don't use the they don't use the name. Right. They just say uh, Hashem, which means the name, or Adonai, which okay. is a whole different word that means For the Lord. Lord. Yeah. yeah, we pronounce that as the Lord. Okay, yeah. so Y H W H. my professor in high school, my theology professor, Michael Pepperd. Shout out, Michael. Nice. Uh, Dr. Pepper, I'm praying for your dad and reading your book on Dura Europis, the first Christian church, wow. a Syrian church, and I'm grateful for your dedication to the uh, Syrian people. Amen. Okay. Uh, anyway, he taught me <laughs> Y-H-W-H. Pro- try to pronounce that. You will. Nope. You're using vowels. Try to pronounce it without the... There you go. You're getting closer. So he proposed this. Oh, okay. Oh, breath. Yeah. Okay. And so he, the idea is that with every breath that we take, okay. we're praying the name of God. Amen. And, um, Which that, is very much the Jesus prayer. Even while, That's it. Yeah. yeah. The Jesus prayer is another version of the same. Huh. Yeah. But even while we're sleeping, mm-hmm. we're praying this with every breath that we take. Beautiful even like when we we've shed off from our consciousness yeah um we're snoring. built snoring is the yeah. unpronounceable well, snor- name of i god. guess snoring is a mispronunciation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's something of the same idea yeah. you know god pours out oh that, hello that, that's
1: what a loon breathes uh <laughs> oh, beautiful praying.
0: no but the the human breath is uh this prayer to god yeah, yeah. i I think it's pretty legit. I, I like it. I like
1: that too. And
0: it's, um, it's it's really fed my prayer, so I'm very grateful hmm. for that. Um, but it's it's restful. Yeah. Breathe deep, mm-hmm. and be aware of the presence of God. No? Amen. I I think that's it. I, I was going to talk about Jesus sleeping in the boat while everybody else is mm. freaking out, and Jonah sleeping in the whale. Yeah, being forced by Jesus God sleeping on Saturday to relax, dude. Yeah, (laughs) and it had to take like a big fish swallowing it. (laughs) What else are you gonna do? And then he got three days, and then he got thrown back into (laughs) prophecy. Uh, That's it for the sleep.
1: I like that. That which kind of rocked the world because the Jesus very, very much is that. Yeah. But real quick, my question. I mean, if is there a difference? I mean, you got you and John, Father John, talk about dreams all the time Uh when you're in Rome. I I hear about. We do it on our hangouts feed. About sometimes Father John loves talking about what the dreams he's had and Yeah, there's, there's very the whole,
0: strange dreams. You guys
1: you guys just talk when you walk to St. Peter's in the morning to for mass. Um But anyway, I, I just I think there's something there about saying we we tend to think that sleep is just a fruitless time, it's a necessary thing. But if if there's a way of kind of investing in our sleep by meditating upon God's commandments, as this, as the psalm says um by by praying the rosary, jesus prayer that has everything to do with breathing. Um it just seems that there's a way of making our sleep um more uh receptive to what god's doing that during that time. you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, somehow dreams are like related to life. Yeah, I have a lot of
1: faith in dreams as far as well, like, Jesus speaking there. Well,
0: there's something about like the subconscious. Yeah. So I do think the brain is just randomly firing with images that you have from, right. from whatever, your memory, from your day, from everything. Mm-hmm. And you can't pretend that those things, everything means something. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. But I do think a lot of emotions are processed with this random brain function. Yeah. I think that's part of what's going on and how we uh, are restored to health. Yeah, through sleep.
1: There's certainly been times when I've had a, a dream that woke me up, and I could not fall back to sleep again. And there's there's a prayer in the Byzantine evening prayer that that asks God for freedom from disturbing dreams. Oh. And I think like that's not yeah. only saying I don't like having nightmares because they make me feel bad, but it's actually it can disturb the beauty of sleep to have a disturbing oh, dream. Yeah. It, it can. I mean, I, I've there's been dreams I've had that that I wake up in the morning and I'm like halfway through my shower before I kind of even think that's not real life. You yeah. know, it was so real. That's the scary
0: thing, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're weird. If they're fun, like you're dancing yeah. with puffins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have night terrors as a kid. No. And it was awful. Because yeah. it's really like in that sort of delusional half-sleep. Yeah. Lucid dreaming, but you don't have control. It's just fear. Yeah. And panic. Terror. Oh, man, well, it's really bad. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you, Lord, for letting that go away. Yeah. I want to... I want to finish. I just remembered that I had this poem on sleep by Cheryl Peggy that I gotta read.
1: You want to do one shoutouts okay. first? Or you want to do shoutouts after that? After, okay,
0: okay. So I think you are correct in some fundamental way about this t- distinction between Sabbath mm-hmm. refreshment and rest, and then sleep as such. Okay, but one of the problems of our contemporary world is that things are so efficient and um, I, don't, I think we've just developed a sort of rhythm of life that is very uh, fast paced mm. and busy. Mm-hmm. And this French existentialist poet, theologian, social activist named Charles Piggy wrote a beautiful poem about hope mm. as uh, a, it's really a, about hope as this girl who brings hope to everybody. <laughs> hope, okay. hope that ex- sort of sheds a light on the darkness and then points a direction of, uh, toward God and toward heaven. But there's a little section that's a poem on sleep, and okay. I'm about to read that. Yeah. Nice. He says this. And yet they tell me there are men who don't sleep. I don't like the man who doesn't sleep, says God. Sleep is the friend of man. Sleep is the friend of God. Sleep may be my most beautiful creation. And I too rested on the seventh day. He whose heart is pure sleeps. And he who sleeps has a pure heart. This is the great secret to being as infatigable as a child. To have that strength in your legs that a child has. Those new legs. Those new souls. And to start over every morning. Always new. Like the young. Like the new. Hope. Yes, they tell me there are men who work well and who sleep poorly, who don't sleep. What a lack of confidence in me. It's almost worse than if they worked poorly but slept well, than if they worked but didn't sleep because sloth is no worse no worse sin than anxiety. In fact, it's even a less serious sin than anxiety and then despair and then a lack of confidence in me. I'm not talking, says God, about those men who don't work and don't sleep. Those men are sinners. It goes without saying. I'm talking about those who work and who don't sleep. I pity them. I hold it against them a bit. They don't trust me. As a child lays innocently in his mother's arms, thus they do not lay. Innocently in the arms of my providence. They have the courage to work. They don't have the courage to do nothing. They possess the virtue of work. They don't possess the virtue of doing nothing, of relaxing, of resting, of sleeping. Unhappy people, they don't know what's good. Beautiful.
1: Isn't that good? Can you spell his name and then also say the name of the... I'm I'm sure people are going to want to find
0: this. Oh, yeah, this is French. Charles. It looks like Charles. It's Charles. Okay. Peggy is P-E-G-U-Y. And what's the name of the poem? Sleep. Oh, sleep. Beautiful. I mean, it's not, okay. he didn't write it as a, as a poem. It's a section oh, oh, of a, I see. Okay. a book on hope.
1: People just ask a lot about like what we're referring to. So anyway,
0: now yeah, they yeah. can find it. Yeah. Check out Charles Piggy. And I, the, the title is something in French about like on the porch of at the threshold of virtue or heaven or something like Shout
1: that. Shout out to Pauline Mirt, my French parishioner. She'll know.
0: Is she related to the Meertz in Colorado Springs?
1: Yeah, that's her, their daughter. Oh, cool. She's their daughter, yeah.
0: One of their daughters married my friend Jaime Ah, Sandoval. Okay. I went to his wedding. Yeah, they had five girls in her family. All right, that's it. Shout out. All right. Sleep well,
1: people. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, Maya, I have a shout out. Um, So Sister Carolyn... Who is the uh, the vocations director for the Sisters of Saint Francis of the Martyr George? I believe is the full official name. Uh, she Saint wanted Francis to shout of out the Martyr George, yeah, okay. Saint Francis of the Martyr George, something like that. I think that's it. You Google it, you'll find it. Um, she said that. uh that, all just read. She said, "So this gal just asked to apply to our community, and her vocations director made her dreams come true partially." Could you give a shout out to Gabrielle Burnham? And also to Darcy Dietrich of the U of I fame, who is our candidate as well, from Sister Carolyn. So anyway, uh, shout out to you, uh, Gabrielle, and to you, Darcy. I'm guessing we'll have different names at some point if
0: you persevere and yes. got, continue to desire. God bless you, sisters. Yeah. And then good, uh, also... Good holy women yeah. are wonderful. And I'm imagining something of like dragon slayers in this yeah. charism of the... The order. Amen. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I think it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it is pretty cool, especially with the martyr George slaying dragons, um, and Francis, who in his gentleness was also slaying dragons, um, and also to Grace McKinney, who I forget to get—I forgot to give a shout out. Uh, probably a year and a half, no, a year ago at this point, less than that. Um, she came out to check out our school and do it like as an internship at our Sophia Montessori Academy. Shout out to Sophia oh, Montessori. was cool. yeah. But she came out and uh, she was a fan mm-hmm. of the podcast and I ran into her at a coffee shop and she helped me design the mullet t-shirts for Seek. Oh,
0: yeah. So I, I needed a lot her of advice. people appreciate her. I needed
1: like a feminine eye on on my logo and the way I designed this, this t-shirt. So she came over and she helped me out. Um, but I forgot to give her a shout out because I forget everything. Um, so Grace McKinney also, shout out to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. It was great to meet you. And to uh, have. I you think there's two different
0: up. like p- potential reactions to this shirt. <laughs> <Okay>. um, one <laughs> is maybe like a gag, yeah, like oh come on, mullet, <laughs> and the other might be a giggle. So I don't yeah. know who she is, but
1: I was asking her feedback on the font because I oh, like okay. just the, the font it's not for not the about text. The mullet. No, it was about the mullet too, and she thought, and I think she she got it. I think one of my questions to her, if I remember, sorry Grace, if I'm totally botching this up. But um, I think it was you know, if you saw if you saw Goebbels mullet, like like a a, a um, profile black and white of Goebbels mullet and then we had some... Right at the time, we were like thinking of funny mullet sayings. Yeah, we ended up going with seek, encounter something mullet instead of right, encounter something right. more. But um, at the time, we were looking for other logos. And um, I think I said, would you Would you know what this referred to? If, if we just said mullet, would you know that it referred to the podcast? And she was like, oh, yeah, of course. So anyway, okay. it built my confidence up for just the use of a mullet as our that logo. That poor
0: sheep has been shorn.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> he has.
0: All right. Shout out to... My newest cool friend, Claire Beverage. Okay. Cool name too. I know, right? It's uh, the, word, the 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 word Claire in French means clear. So she's the clear uh, beverage. Pepsi she's Clear. She's like water, I think. <laughs> okay. Or Pepsi Clear. <laughs> anyway, Claire. <laughs> Pepsi uh, Crystal. Was that it? I don't she's know it anyway. an awesome PhD in like water control sciences <laughs> for Southeast Asia. She studies dams. That's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, and she came along to the um, Hut Trip, Creazio Hut uh, Trip. Nice. She came all the way from Seattle for wow. it, and she's a great adventurer. Out in the backcountry, in the snow, and uh, she was a, a delight to connect to. I took her over to um, Casa Bonita ha! to make sure De- she had the real Denver, Denver experience.
1: <laughs> That's horrible.
0: Uh, Also a shout-out to the Hat Girl. Oh, I forgot. Who is also the Tattoo Girl from Seek. I got these tattoos that are super cool. They're hand-drawn, faceless, (laughs) I don't know, eyeless, featureless, um, portraits uh, of uh, each of the guys on the uh,
1: podcast. Great little, like, pen or pencil sketches. And
0: I love it. And it might've been the only submission for the temporary tattoo contest.
1: I think it was, I didn't even know about the temporary tattoo contest, honestly. Um, because I don't listen to every podcast that I don't, I'm not on my bad. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Here we go. Her. Well, I don't know. Do you mind if we give out your Instagram handle? Katie Rose Borello. All right, Katie, so you're going to, you're going to wash I'm your hat.
0: You, I'm going to wash my hat. I promise. <laughs> and then I'm sending you my hat. <laughs>
1: Yes, Katie, you are the best. Thank you. I don't think she'd mind, right? Us giving out her Instagram handle. You're not supposed to just just I'm sorry, say the name. Sorry, sorry, no, no Instagram handles. So, Kate congratulations! You, you get you get Father Michael's Yay! cleaned cub bear hat. It's awesome. It got a comment tonight. Yeah, oh, it did. People yeah, we love were, this were thing. telling like I like the hat. It looks well loved. Everybody's gonna love it. <laughs> so thank you. I, I do love the tattoos. I think they're brilliant. So. God bless you, everybody.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you. you got a lot of love in your life.